0: If that's your worst case scenario is that no one buys, you lose nothing. Nobody knows that no one bought because nobody joined the offer. So (laughs) I think sometimes just playing it out too can help as well. Like, okay, worst case scenario, no one buys. What happens to me if no one buys? Nothing. I'm fine. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincada, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more you'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the show and welcome back to another quickie. Today, we have a conversation that I think every entrepreneur will face at some point if they are doing live launches online for your products and your services. And the question is, when is it time to pull the plug on your launch and walk away from the idea or maybe take it back to the drawing board? How do you know when something isn't selling because the product is wrong? And how do you know when something isn't selling because you just need to give it more time? And I want to say, if we're speaking in generalities here, which you guys know, I, we love generalities as rules of thumbs, but then we always go into the nuance, which we're going to get into together here in just a second. But first off, generally speaking, 99 times out of 100, it is great for you to go through with the launch because there's a couple of things that happen when you do so. Number one, most of the time, you just need to keep talking about it people tend to panic. I shouldn't say you specifically because we all do this when we announce our product and we open doors for whatever it is that we're selling and people don't buy immediately. It can create this feeling of panic in us, this wave of like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my offer? Do people not like this? Is nobody going to join this? Why didn't people jump on this? And we start to freak out and write all these stories when most of the time the answer is people just need to hear you talk about it more. People just need to see it more or not everybody saw the stories that you posted today even though it felt like everybody did and you feel like you're boring your audience and that you're overwhelming them with details, most of the time the opposite is true. Most of the time people have no idea what you're selling because they're just tapping through your stories like crazy. They're tapping through everybody's stories. Their sound is off. They're barely paying attention. And so they missed it. They missed the details or they just need to see it a few more times. People are deadline driven and people tend to wait towards the deadline to make a decision because it's that deadline that makes us actually face the decision ahead of us and say okay do i want to do this yes or no so so often we abandon a launch too early or we want to abandon ship too early when really we just need to play it out to the end so that we have a chance to let our audience see our offer multiple times get all the details that they need actually pay attention to it and not just tap through and miss the important things and make the decision so so often that is the core problem is just hey Keep talking about it and you're going to get better results than if you jump ship right now and try to guess about what is wrong and what you need to shift and what quote unquote went wrong. Because maybe nothing went wrong at all. You just need to give it some more time. The second thing that happens when we stick through with a launch all the way to the end, regardless of how much we sell of the thing that we're launching, is you become really visible. And you become really visible as somebody standing in their authority as a service provider, as somebody who's an entrepreneur who is selling a product. People get to see you be loud and proud about what you do. And so a lot of times we'll find that when we're launching one thing, people start to reach out to us, even if that's not the thing they want, and they'll be like, Hey, I see you're launching this course right now, but I wanted to see if you actually did private coaching. And it's not uncommon to find that in the middle of a launch, you start selling more of your other products and services because people see you and they see you selling and they're like oh yeah I did want to buy from Emily or oh yeah I do really like what Emily has to offer and this offer doesn't feel right but I want to ask her about this other one that I saw a couple weeks ago or that I saw somebody talking about and so if you stay loud and proud people have a chance to be like oh yeah that's right she does sell this amazing offer that I wanted to jump in on but missed the mark I'm going to ask her about it I'm going to see if it's still there And so that visibility, that brand awareness that you're going to create by finishing the launch is so beneficial as well. Now, there are times when maybe the offer or the way that you are launching or the timing of the launch is off and you're feeling it. But sometimes it can be hard to suss out, is that what I'm feeling? Is there actually something off about the launch or the offer itself Or is it something different? Or is it me panicking because, like I said, the results didn't happen instantly and now I want to go and find a problem to fix, even though there really isn't a problem there? How do we differentiate and how do we figure out what is going on in our launch? And to some extent, we'll never know. Right, like To some extent, we will never know what people on the other side of the screen are thinking, but that doesn't mean we can't collect data and that doesn't mean we can't get better at analyzing how we are being reactive or proactive and what we can control on our end. So that's what I want to walk you through today is a couple different things that you can look at that you can use as both like a gut check and a repositioning or a reframe of what you're doing to maximize your results and make sure you're getting the most out of your launch. So Number one on the list, when you are feeling that panic of, "Uh uh-oh, is this launch not going how it should? Do I need to change things? Should I pull the plug on it? This first question, and I want you to really sit with this, that I tell people to ask themselves is, if you knew that you were going to fill your spots in this program or you were going to hit your target on how many seats you wanted to sell and whatever it is, would you still be excited about selling it? Now, I said, I want you to sit with this because at first, listen, when you hear that question, the answer is like, duh, if I knew this was going to sell, of course I'd be excited about it. Like That's what we want, right? We just want to sell our products and services. So of course, if I knew it was going to sell, I would be excited about continuing with this launch, but sit with it because often... There's a deeper layer there, and I find I can get there if I visualize, okay, well, let me picture myself running this program, or let me picture myself seeing and helping people go through this course, whatever it is, right? Let me picture all of these people in my world going through this offer. Would I feel really good about it, or is there something about the offer itself, or maybe the act of running it live right now, or whatever it is, the circumstances surrounding actually executing the offer and having people go through it? Does that feel good if the offer is at max capacity or whatever I want it to be, whatever feels the most aligned with in terms of number of people in it? Because sometimes that can unearth like, oh, actually, if this were to sell out and this was a full mastermind, let's say, that actually feels really heavy to me. And I'm not sure why. And that's making me not want to sell it. And so then sometimes we unearth like, oh, I'm actually probably resisting making the sale and that's probably influencing how i'm showing up in my marketing and how i'm speaking about this offer because subconsciously there's a piece of me that doesn't want to fill this because i feel like it's going to be heavy when i go to execute or i feel like i'm uncomfortable with the offer itself and maybe it doesn't feel ready yet to have that many people in it and so i think this is such a good question to check our mindset first because it gives you a pretty clear answer Yes or no, or one way or the other of pointing to, is this just a mindset issue right now where I'm just getting a little nervous that it's not going to sell and I'm going to be embarrassed, which is a very fixable problem that we can reframe. I just recorded an episode about what to do if there's only one or two people that sign up for your programs and exactly what you can say to them. Go back and listen to it if you need that, if you're in that space. Or it reveals to you of like, okay, there's something here in the offer or in the timing of the offer that's making me feel uneasy. And then you can go and you can look at that and you can get to the root of the problem. But like I said, I think this is just such a good question because it just right away will tell you of like, oh my God, yes, I'd be so excited to have people in this. Once you you kind of sit with it and get past that, of course, I want money and butts and seats reaction, right? <laughs> Once we get to that one layer deeper, it's very revealing of where you're feeling uncomfortable. So that's the first thing you can do is check your mindset. Once we've done that, it's going to move us through to another question that we can ask depending on whether it was just a mindset thing, and you could just reframe it right there, or if there's something more. And so the second thing that I want you to do when you're facing this is check the offer, right? So if you were somebody who said, ooh, actually selling out this offer doesn't feel super good, and I'm not sure why. Well, the next thing we want to do is look at the offer itself. Are you obsessed with your offer? And you cannot wait to shout it from the rooftops and get people to go through it because you know it's going to be just massively impactful and change their lives. If the answer to that isn't a resounding heck yes, we've got some work to do. Because if you are not obsessed with your offer, of course, you're not going to want to sell it. And it's not beneficial to you to sell it if you're feeling like that, because then the chances are people aren't going to go through it and get the results that you know that they could get if you spent a little bit more time on it. And it doesn't mean you have a bad offer necessarily, but maybe it just needs a little TLC. Maybe it needs a few little tweaks here and there around helping people implement or how it's structured so that you do feel really good about it, so that you do feel so excited to go and share the details with people so that they can get inside of the offer self and get this amazing transformation. So if you're like, ooh, I think my offer might need some work, here are some things that you can think about to bring up how you're feeling about the offer, to increase the value that you see in your offer so that your ideal clients can as well. The biggest thing that we can do is sit with our offer, look at everything that we are literally offering people inside of it. So you probably have your core curriculum. But beyond that, Something that I love to do, and I think this is such a phenomenal exercise, is challenge yourself to add in components. So tools, resources, other solutions that will 10x the value of what they're getting for the price point that you are charging so can you add templates can you add meal plans if that's applicable can you add some type of resource or software recommendations or tutorials it totally depends on what your offer is right but could you add in a group coaching component could you add in a group chat or community component sit and look at your offer and say, okay, what else might people need on their journey as they go to implement? Where might they run into problems? And how can I already mitigate those problems by providing them solutions within the offer itself? So what can you do to make the implementation of your core curriculum so much easier and so much smoother and so just seamless for your ideal clients so that it's not just the curriculum that they're getting, it's the curriculum Plus, things that actually help them implement. And as you add in those tools, those resources, those things that solve problems for them, the problems that come up around implementation, those are going to go into your value stack. And if you're like, what's a value stack? I want you to think of some of the sales pages you've looked at where you always see at the bottom where they itemize everything that's in the course and they show you how the value of what's in the course is so much greater than what you are paying for it. That is, one, it's good marketing, even if you know what, what's happening, right? If Even if you know people are like, okay, they probably wouldn't sell each of these for these this much on its own, even though that probably is what it's worth, but they probably don't have offers that actually accumulate to all of this. But altogether, the value is there. Even if you're aware of that, this is a marketing component that works. And so it's something that you can use both for yourself and for your ideal clients so long as what you are providing actually is valuable. Like the goal here is not just to slap together low value things and assign a high price tag to them in that value stack. It's we want to add in things that actually really increase that perceived value and actual value transferred to your ideal client by adding them into the program. So the exercise then is to sit with your program, look at what you're providing and say, okay, what else can I add to this offer that's going to increase the value ideally by up to 10 times, And that way, your offer just becomes this no-brainer because there are so many solutions packed into it and there's so much ease of implementation that you don't feel weird when you go to sell it. You don't feel like there's an imbalance between the price that you're asking and the price that people would be excited to pay for it because when they look at it and they see everything that's in there and they understand why everything that you added into that value stack is going to make their lives so much easier when they go to implement this material, that it really is a no-brainer for them. So 10Xing the value, challenging yourself to do that is always a great thing that you can do. Ask yourself, what can I add to this offer and how can I stack the value? How can I stack the value so that this becomes a no-brainer? So once we've checked the offer... Number three, the third thing that we can do in our launch, because maybe we've solved the problem there, but maybe there's another step to this. Number three, the third thing that we can do is check the messaging and This so often is the culprit. This so often is the culprit. And I want to say offhand, this is another one of the benefits to just following through on your launch, even if you're feeling a little unsure about your messaging, because you're going to learn as you go and you speak to people and as you have conversations in the DMs, on sales calls, however you sell, even if it's just practicing writing the information of your offer, the messaging for it on your story slides and getting on live and speaking about it, you're going to start to refine the messaging just by putting in the reps, just by going through the practice. But if we're finding that this is a problem launch after launch We definitely want to go through and spend some conscious time refining the messaging Because if people aren't getting it and you know you have a 10 out of 10 offer Like you know that that value is there and you are so excited about it and your mindset is right But for some reason it's just not clicking with people Your messaging is highly likely to be the culprit and so what I recommend you do is one, we can always work with somebody who understands marketing and help improve our copywriting. But something that you can do for free is pitch your offer to people in your life who are going to be willing to give you unbiased feedback and honest feedback. So maybe don't go pitch it to your mom if she's going to tell you everything you do is great and she's not going to give you any hard-hitting criticism, right? Not that it has to be tough, but we, we got to hear the honest answers. Because what we're trying to find out is, is the marketing clear, First and foremost, if I pitch you what I'm selling, do you understand what I'm selling? And people should not have to be familiar with your subject matter. They should not need to know the ins and outs of what you do in your world to understand your offer. If they do, we have a messaging problem because it should be so clear that, again, even if someone's not your ideal client, they should read your offer and they should understand what you're selling. They might not know the nuance of it, but they should say, oh, okay, I get that this is a course on shadow work. Maybe I don't know what shadow work is, but I understand that through her program on shadow work, it's going to help me with X, Y, and Z. Like Those details need to be clear. And as you're pitching it to people, you also want to make sure that they find it easy to understand, that it didn't take a ton of back and forth between you for them to be like, oh, okay, I get it. okay, I understand why I need this. And then lastly, does it sound enticing? Again, this is the same thing where even if someone's not your ideal client, your messaging when it's right should make them kind of feel like they want it too. And this is always a conversation that happens in my mastermind once we nail somebody's messaging. Everybody who's not an ideal client is always like, Oh my gosh, I don't even need this, but I want it cuz it sounds so cool when we position it this way. And that's what you're trying to get to where you understand so clearly why what you are offering people is going to transform their life and how that just talking about it, just talking about how adding this into your life is going to make a difference makes other people want it too. But of course, it's going to be so clear who your ideal client is through the messaging as well. So that's something that you can do for free is go and pitch it to some of your friends and some of your colleagues and be open to constructive criticism and very direct feedback, because that's what we need to really get to the crux of what might be off in our messaging and ask them for that as well ask them for like, okay, if something doesn't make sense, can you point me to where you're getting stuck? Can you point me to what's not coming through clearly so that I can work on it and I can go brainstorm and I can go do some market research with my ideal clients? And if you've already had people go through the program, a great thing that you can do is ask them if they don't mind getting on a 15-minute call with you or even just shooting them a message in the DM and just saying, hey, like we're working on improving the messaging and and updating the sales page for this program, I would love to hear what attracted you to this and what you feel like your biggest transformation was. And that way you can get some of their feedback. You can also probably get a testimonial out of that if you get permission to use some of their feedback in your marketing. And you're going to learn what the language is and what language you used that hooked them in and make sure that that is on your sales page and that you're using it when you go to sell your offer inside of your launches. So that's number three, and that's a big one, okay? Messaging is such a huge, huge challenge if it's not naturally your strong suit. I obviously love messaging. I have always loved communication. I thought I was going to be a communications major at one point in college. I've always loved writing, but I know that it's not everyone's strong suit. And that's a big piece, a big part of why I got into this business in the first place was just to be someone that can help other people with it because it's, not a, a skill that comes easily to everyone. And it's okay if that's not you. And that's where the power of feedback really comes in so that you can refine what you're doing, because it is possible for everybody to get their marketing to a 10 out of 10. It just might take some time, trial and error. And I I, I pause there because I'm actually want to say it will take time, trial and error, even if you are a really strong communicator, because that's just how it goes. This is a long term thing. And we can always make it better. There's always room for improvement. Now, that leads me right into the last thing that I want someone to consider if you are in your launch and you're like, oh gosh, do I finish this? Yes or no? Like I'm just on the fence. I don't know fully what I'm feeling. I always say tap in and think of the long-term context here. Think of the long-term context. Is there going to be a benefit to you sticking this out and finishing it that supersedes the short-term context that you're feeling? So maybe you're feeling a little frustrated. Maybe you're feeling a little stuck. Maybe you're feeling a little embarrassed because people aren't jumping in the way that you want to. But if you stick with this, do the benefits of finishing this launch, of building your confidence because you're going to finish what you started, of taking it all in as data and observing what you're learning and how people are reacting and what makes them move and what makes them not move and what links people clicked on and what you said when they clicked on those links and what emails got the best open rates. You see what I'm saying? Is there a long-term advantage that outweighs any short-term discomfort that you are feeling that makes it worth it for you to finish this launch? And a a lot of times the answer is going to be yes, but I do want to acknowledge sometimes if some of your answers to those other three questions were not looking so good and we couldn't quickly pivot and reposition and figure things out on the fly, and you're at a place where it's like, okay, I need to sell something and this isn't moving, then sometimes the short term may outweigh the long term. But whenever possible, I want you to be shifting into that long-term mindset because that's the way that our business is going to grow. When we can look past what's happening to us short-term and we can start to create these longer-term solutions, these longer-term answers, this longer-term commitment to refining our offers and our sales process, that really only happens if we see it through to the end and then go back and look at the lessons from how the launch was executed and the results that we got on the back end of it. Because if we give up on everything halfway through, one, you're going to lose a lot of confidence in yourself. You're going to start to feel really unsure of what you're doing because you're going to find this pattern and this story that you're writing of, my launches never work. But is it the true that your launches never work? Or is it that we're abandoning them halfway through because we get nervous that they're not going to work? So what's really going on? What is the story that you're writing? We don't want that to happen by being so wishy-washy with our launches. But also when you stick with them, like I said, you give things a chance to grow. Things are not likely going to be A home run right out of the gate. Sometimes they are. And that's so exciting when it happens. And it can feel like because they get celebrated online, that's the only thing that's happening to other people. But the more entrepreneurs you talk to and the more you get in community and spaces where you can share experiences with others, you will find that so many people went through so much trial and error to get their offers to that home run place. And they went through failed launches and they went through seasons where it felt like no one was buying and everything was wrong, but they stuck it out and they stayed with it for the long term. And that's what allowed for these launches to grow and the offers to get better and the messaging to be refined. And so if there's no dire short-term consequences to you finishing a launch, it's almost always going to benefit you to stick with it with that long-term mindset because you're going to learn so much. And I always like to think this is the final thought I want to leave you with is what's going to make me really proud of myself at the end of the day? And what is going to honor me and what I need in this season the most? And sometimes if we're honest with ourselves, ending a launch early feels like the easy out. And if we sit with it, we can look at that and say, okay, that is, it's really my fear speaking here and maybe a little bit of my ego more than there's actual consequences to me finishing this. And let's say worst case scenario, no one buys. If that's your worst case scenario is that no one buys, you lose nothing. Nobody knows that no one bought because nobody joined the offer. So (laughs) I think sometimes just playing it out too can help as well. Of Like, okay, worst case scenario, no one buys. What happens to me if no one buys? Nothing. I'm fine. I learned from the launch. We make adjustments and we try again next time. So what's going to make you the most proud of yourself? Most of the time, you guys, you know, we know we all need the reminder though. It's going to be showing up loud and proud all the way through your deadline. Letting yourself say, I genuinely gave my all in this launch, and I'm so proud of how I showed up. And that way, there's no hard feelings I need to have towards myself because I kept the promises I made to myself. And now I just get to go back, and I get to learn from it. And I get to look at this objectively and collect the data and analyze it and make it even better for the next time. And of course, the other side of this too, like I said, is honoring your energy. So what season are you in? If we go back to that first question of checking the mindset, is it that you know, you're going through a lot in your personal life and this launch is just feeling really heavy because you know that there's some things about the offer and right now it's just too much? Sometimes, most of the time it's not, but sometimes it might benefit you to say, I'm going to put a pin in this and I'm going to come back to it proudly when I have the space to do so and be really proud of how I can show up. But this makes me want to also add in like we can be going through a lot and we can also keep moving in our business. And I'm not saying ignore how you're feeling, and I'm not saying ignore what's really going on, but there's a duality to life and business, and we get to hold it all. And as you practice holding more, as you practice saying, okay, there is a lot going on in my life, but I can also show up for my business, it's going to get easier and easier for you to do so without feeling like everything is heavy. There's a little bit of a muscle to be flexed there, too. And again, I'm not saying ignore real things that are going on where you need to give yourself space and honor it. You know deep down when that is, and you you will know when to say, OK, I need to carve out some space for myself. But I want to invite you to see what you are capable of, because oftentimes we find, oh, I don't need to carry what's going on in my personal life and make it a business problem. Those can exist separately. Not to say that there is no intertwined or enmeshment between our life and our business. Of course, there's a symbiotic relationship, but things can be whatever they are in your personal life and you can still find business success. This is when implementing strategy is your best friend versus relying only on your energy on a day-to-day basis to be the thing that makes the sales for you. So you guys know I love the nuance. We just went into so much of it. I'm laughing. I'm like, I started with such a simple generality of like, finish the launch 99% of the time. But here's all these other things to think about. But I had a client once that she said, life is gray. There's no black and white. And I loved that so much. And I feel like it plays out so often in business of there is no one right answer. There's so many factors to consider. You always just need to find yourself in the story. All right, you guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got some good nuggets out of it to carry forward with you into your next launch. I cannot wait to see you all launching loud and proud. When in doubt, stay strong. Keep talking about that offer because no, your audience isn't bored of it. No, they haven't all seen it. Yes, they all need to hear you talk about it again. (laughs) That's always the reminder that's going to come because it is so true. And the more you start talking to people, the more you'll find out, oh, not everybody sees every story that I make. So go launch, be loud and proud, and I will see you guys in the next episode.